What's Happening Delco? I'm Rich Shane and welcome to the What's Happening Delco podcast. Today, I'm joined by Michael Hackett of House Restaurant in Media. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Michael, nice what here. do you do? Well, I'm the chef and the owner at House Restaurant. And what I do is I come in here every day and I try and kick butt, make the best food possible for our loving customers that have been coming in here for 15 years. So how did the house restaurant get started? Well, we opened as a gourmet cheese store selling pre-packaged gourmet foods. That lasted about two, three months, and we didn't really like the way that it was going. We weren't really doing the business we wanted to do, so we actually started making grilled cheeses with our gourmet grilled cheeses, and that really took off. So we slowly morphed into a panini shop out of being a cheese shop. Now, has cheese always been a passion of yours, or how did you get into the restaurant industry itself? Well, cheese has always been a passion of mine. Ever since I was a little kid, my dad used to always take me to Shet's Line Cheese Shop, which anybody who has been Delco for over 20 years will remember, was over by where the Target and the uh, Lens Crafters is in Springfield, and they're a fantastic cheese shop. We'd walk in the front door. The owner was a generous, wonderful man. We used to always give us samples of cheese, and this is me going back to be like six, seven years old. I have these fantastic memories of just trying all these amazing different flavored cheeses as a young kid. So I've always been passionate about cheese and loved it. And there's nothing like that around now, which is why I initially wanted to open a cheese store, thinking that it would be a, you know, a great business plan. Well, they're not there anymore, and evidently I know why, because it's not a great business to run Delco and just the customers aren't there. So in terms of restaurants and food, I've always wanted to be a chef. I actually have a book from when I was in first grade that was made with the aid of our older kids when we were first learning how to read. And I found it some years ago. And uh, the first page is like, what do you want to be? And I literally wrote, I want to be a chef. I didn't remember this. Years went by. I was maybe uh, 25 years old when I found a book in my uh, collection of old stuff of mine. And I was like, Wow, I guess I always knew. Who knew? And I've always loved food, felt passionate about food, and loved making food and creating flavors. When I got my first job in a kitchen, it didn't feel like work. I felt lucky that I was getting paid to do something I absolutely love to do, which is make food. Do you remember your first cheese or your first favorite cheeses growing up in that experience as a kid? My first cheese... I don't think I remember that. I'm going to have to go ahead and say it was probably something boring like cheddar or American you know, fresh off the deli from Tiny Teas. At least you didn't say Velveeta. No, definitely not. I've never been a Velveeta fan. I never had it in our household. And I've, uh, I don't like Velveeta. I've got a thing against it, which is uh, a very powerful emotion to have from a guy from Delco who was raised on cheesesteaks. I'm not a whiz wit guy. I am definitely a uh, American or cheddar on my cheesesteak kind of guy. Now, what can people expect when they come to House Restaurant? When people come to House Restaurant, we are known for our friendly and efficient service. That's my wife's passion that she brings to us. Uh, having both been in the restaurant business for so many years, service is something that's very important to her. All of our customers are always treated courteously, and we do our best to please everybody and make sure they walk out happy no matter how they walk in the front door. I always feel that problems we have is an opportunity to showcase how good our service is. If you have a problem and you bring it up to us, we're going to do our absolute best to fix it and make sure that you are happy. On the other side, when it comes to food, I always do my best to make sure that Every customer has a good experience. Good restaurants are made one plate at a time. And I make sure that every single plate that goes out has a stamp of approval. Everything is done right. We don't rush anything. We don't push out anything, no matter how busy we are, that doesn't meet our standards. And everything is of the absolute freshest quality. Now, what sets you apart? What sets House Restaurant apart? What, you need more than that? Yes. <laughs> well, actually, one thing that sets apart is uh, we make everything in-house. 
We roast our own turkey for our sandwiches. We roast all of our own chicken for all of our chicken salads. We make every single uh, every single salad dressing from scratch. All of our soups are made from scratch, from whole, fresh vegetables. And uh, we really don't get anything pre-made, except for things like, you know, ketchup, mayonnaise, things like that, that uh, somebody else figured that out a long time ago, and they nailed it. So uh, I can happily rely on them for that. So really, everything as a scratch restaurant is what sets you apart, right? Everything as a scratch restaurant, that's us. Talk about, before we sat down for the interview, you were talking about this secret menu or this hidden menu you had. What is that? What was that? Well, our menus evolved a lot over the years. And as I kind of started out, we had an open kitchen. I got to speak with a lot of customers and had a lot of great interactions, finding out what they wanted, and then kind of uh, intertwining that with what we already offered. And a lot of great combinations came out from talking to customers. And while they wouldn't necessarily make it on the menu, they would come in regularly and order it and other people would hear them order or they'd see it go out. And it kind of just turned to a thing where we had, you know, at least a half dozen or a dozen items that were great selling items that never appeared in the menu. And it became our hidden, our secret menu. And some became so popular, they actually made it onto our menu now. So that's the secret behind it. What are some of those menu items that were hidden or secret before or that are on your menu now? Top of the line is the Danwich. We have a great customer, if I can give a shout out to Dan Marcellus. He has been a longtime customer since day one. And uh, the guy would just come in here and sit down maybe an hour before we close and he'd hang out and he'd eat. And he loves food. He's very passionate about food, but not a chef himself, just an appreciator of the craft, if you will. And he would sit and he'd eat two sandwiches, a giant bowl of soup, and just relax, and that would be his meal for the whole day. So I wanted to come up with something really big and really good, just kind of really satisfy him. And to, uh, you know, kind of tickle uh, his, uh, you know, creative urges. So we came up with a Danwich. It's a BLT between two grilled cheeses with roasted garlic aioli and caramelized onions. And the sandwich is massive, as you can imagine. It's literally two sandwiches with another sandwich in that between That sounds them. not only gluttonous, my mouth is watering, that sounds so delicious. It's decadent, it's amazing, and it's beautiful. It's our most often photographed sandwich also because this has a beautiful, beautiful uh, image when you cut into it and the cheese is oozing out over top of the bacon with the ruby red tomatoes. Absolutely, that's top of the line. Another great one would be uh, the Triple Threat. That's another one of our best sellers, the King Con. And basically, it's three pieces of bread with a King Con on the bottom and then more of the roasted garlic aioli bacon, ham, and cheddar cheese, and a dash of truffle oil. What do you think is what you, over time, have grown to be known for? What do you think when people talk about and are around and about in Delco, they would say, this is house restaurant. This is indicative to that. Brunch? Absolutely brunch. So talk about your brunch a little bit. Okay. Well, we started doing brunch, I guess, about six, seven years ago, and it was an add-on to our previous service of lunch, which we were known for before that. I've always loved eggs. I've always loved cooking breakfast and cooking brunch. And it's something that uh, I think I'm pretty good at. And I love the idea of serving brunch all day long. It's kind of a decadent meal. We get tons of people in here every day on Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock, popping open bottles of champagne, eating omelets, eating our French toast. And one thing that sets us apart with our brunch is that we have – excellent skills when it comes to eggs. We don't use a flat top. Every egg is individually cooked in its own pan. Our omelets are beautiful French-style omelets with no hint of brown on them, sprinkled with fresh herbs all throughout, and we use high-quality ingredients all through it. Our French toast is crazy thick slices of brioche that we soak for about 45 minutes to make sure that the batter penetrates entirely through 100%. So you're getting, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a thick custard 
you know, inside of bread. It's absolutely amazing. One of the things I'd like to do is add a warning to the podcast so that anyone approaching to listen to it has a bib or something because the drool that you're creating and my mouth is salivating and my mouth is watering. Those foods sound delicious. Michael, let me ask you a question. Why Delco? I was born and raised here. I moved away when I was 19, you know, as most teenagers do, getting an itch to, uh, you know, discover the world. And after I left, I moved uh, into Philadelphia. I also lived out in the West Coast in San Francisco for a bit. I lived down south in Texas. But uh, when it came time to raise my family and have a place to set roots, I realized that Delco is an amazing place to raise a family. Great schools. Media is a beautiful town. It's got a beautiful town center. It has attractions for dinner, for nightlife, and has everything that... As an adult, I wanted for myself and for my family. As a chef owner and some of that traveling you've done, some of those experiences you've had, who are some of or what are some of your influences that bring about your skills and what you produce today in the kitchen? Well, if there's any old timers listening, you might recognize the name of uh, Tony Clark. He's a very well-known chef in Philadelphia. He uh, came through the Four Seasons. He opened his own place in Broad and Sansom. And I worked under him when I was very young, maybe uh, 20 years old. And he really just, he changed my whole mindset about food, about cooking, about commitments to excellence. And anytime I cook anything, I hear his voice over my shoulder as I'm cutting vegetables, like, cut that thinner, make that better. Did you taste that? Is that good? Is it really good, though? How good is it? (laughs) He's just the voice of my shoulder, you know? He's the uh, the angel and the devil, if you will, because he was also a very, very hard chef. He's your guide and mentor, and and I think that's important because it keeps you focused on why you got in the business because it's easy to get distracted from the day-to-day. Right now, you know, we're still working with through different ramifications of COVID and that could change day-to-day, week-to-week. How has COVID impacted your business and where are you and where do you think you are in terms of either regaining that business or some of the things you've learned from COVID throughout? Well, in the beginning, it was really tough. We uh, have always done a decent amount of takeout business so that really helped us get through the initial uh, periods of lockdown because uh, we never shut down. We uh, shut down the dining room, but we pivoted to an all-takeout model. And it was just myself in here with my brother. And we did that until the restaurants were able to reopen. When they reopened, we brought our staff back, our original staff. And I think that people in Delco are very supportive. It's a great community. And they've really come out to support the restaurants that they love having around. And... Now, we're definitely seeing a return of business. It hasn't been bad at all. Our spring was actually great in terms of numbers and the amount of people coming out. And I think we've actually turned a corner in terms of businesses. And I think that we're going to do great going forward. Any things that you've learned that have improved your business or that you wouldn't have at least tried had COVID not happened? Yeah, actually online ordering. I wasn't really that into the idea before. But we actually had signed up for it maybe a month before COVID hit just to kind of try it out. How fortuitous. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. How fortuitous indeed. It was, a, it was a great thing. And then we actually signed up for all of them. And it's great. It's been a fantastic way to add on to our business and to uh, get new people to be introduced to our business and bring in new customers. And I'm a fan. I love it. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy with it. But I found it to be a great success for us. It makes us great money and it's great exposure. I think you touched on one thing, the importance of, hey, your fans, the people that want to see you do well and remain remain in business. We saw a lot of that, especially yeah. in Delco, because, you know, these are local places that we talked about in Gentilly's. You get to know the people there, the, the faces, the names. They become a staple in what you produce, great produce 
provides great food, great food provides happy customers, right? That's right. And some of those things that go into that, talk about these challenges, maybe some things that you faced early on that you kind of scratch your head you know, it said, I don't know if I want to really do this. I'll go work for somebody else. Were there some challenges in getting started in your business? In the beginning, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Um, there, In the first year, there's a lot of times where we, we honestly didn't know if we were going to make it or not. The, uh, we didn't have this great flow of customers every day. We were trying to win people over, you know, one customer at a time. And there were times where I just didn't know if I wanted to keep doing it because it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hard work. I was working 19 hours a day, seven days a week. But in the end, I found that uh, having your own dream and working hard to achieve your dream is such a worthwhile goal that I just wanted to pursue it no matter what. And I always felt that if I give up now, I'll always regret that. But if I keep going and I discover years down the road that it wasn't worthwhile, then at least know that I gave it a good shot. And... I wouldn't do anything different. In the end, I'm so happy that I stuck with it and kept trying to uh, achieve my goals and to realize my dreams. With that, when did you know that you were onto something here? What was that aha moment or what was some of that feedback that said, you know what, those 19 hours a day, all that effort, somewhat questioning the direction where I was, but then there was that feedback or something you got. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Like it was yesterday. There's two prominent customers who are still customers to this day. I literally remember the guy came in two days ago to order the same thing he's been ordering since then. One of them is, uh, they're both notable business owners, actually. Uh, Drew Arada from Earth and State, he was one of my first customers. He's very supportive of local businesses. As soon as we opened, he was in here right away trying my food. He ate one of our sandwiches, and he came back, literally came back in five minutes later. Let me like, dude, that was amazing. That was just, I've never had anything like that. Pretty soon, you are going to have a line out the door. Keep doing what you're doing. And that meant the world to me at that point because we wanted to be open for a week or two. The other one was uh, Paul Cavanaugh from Cavanaugh Funeral Homes. He is an immense foodie. He loves food, loves the experience, loves dining, and he's super into it and very knowledgeable. He, uh, I guess it was about a month into uh, us being open, he had our meatloaf sandwich called the He-Man. And he called back after getting a sandwich to go and says, I just got to let you know, that's the best meatloaf I've ever had in my entire life. And since then, he's been a fantastic and supportive customer coming in, you know, once a week, coming in for dinners, bringing his wife in here. He's been extremely supportive and vocal about what he likes. And even when he doesn't like giving me honest feedback if something wasn't working out, which I sincerely appreciate because you, you just hear compliments and you're actually going to improve, right? After 15 years or 15 plus years doing this business, working and growing house restaurant. What gets you out of bed every day? My kids. They're ruthless. Just kidding. So they kick you out of bed whether you wanted to or not, right? <laughs> exactly. Someone's got to make the lunches and breakfasts, right? right. But uh, get me out of bed every day? I don't know. I never minded going to work. It's never been a struggle. I've never grown like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I love what I do. I love cooking. And having a business is like having a baby. It's like having another child. And my wife is very understanding and supportive that – she knows that I can't just leave it behind and drop it. If I have to work late, if I have to go in early, that's what it takes. Just like you would never forget about your kid and be like, oh, I don't want to pick my kid up from school. I don't want to feed him today. Having a, uh, a restaurant's the same thing. And I never mind coming in. I come in every day and I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to look around, make sure everything's in place, make sure all the food is uh, being made properly. It, it's a good feeling maintaining your dream. That definitely resonates. I can hear the passion in your voice. I can hear the connectivity to your customers and just I don't think you would feel like it's like putting on the same clothes or putting on clothes they wouldn't fit right if you weren't doing this every day with it 
That's right. That's Being, if, right. if you weren't here, I mean, obviously you take some vacations, but when you're away, you can't wait to come back. You so can't what was wait. The word used? Vacation. Yes. That's it. I'm sorry. It's uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But you have to because that's what keeps you creative. Absolutely. Even though, and as you talk, I hear such positivity, such love for what you do. But we all need to step away. Mm-hmm. You all, you know, we all need the opportunity to be introduced to something new, get us out of our routine. With that, what can your customers expect moving forward in 22? Any new menu items you're playing with? Any new influences that you have? Well, we kind of uh, do things very seasonally. So with the coming spring and summer, we work with local farmers. And honestly, I just see what they have and I get creative whatever they bring me. Uh, last summer, we had uh, Green Zebra Farms bring us a, uh, a glut of these beautiful, sweet, golden cherry tomatoes. And way more than I could ever use for any kind of salad or anything like that. So... I decided, you know what? Let's make tomato jam. So I made a sweet tomato jam with cinnamon and clove, and I made a grilled cheese special out of that with goat cheese and cheddar cheese. And tomato jam lasts very, very long time, so that was our special for a long time. It sold so well that I decided to bring it back. Even though I don't have his tomatoes now, I'm just using tomatoes from Gentilly's, and it actually became The old Gentilly tomatoes. <laughs> They're fantastic tomatoes. They have great products, yeah. And uh, so I kind of just get creative with whatever's available in the season, and it's always something different that they might have a glut of, and something new might inspire me, and... I can't really say that I plan things out ahead of time. I really wait for inspiration to hit me once I have it in my hand and I can see it and hold it and kind of just uh, forgive me for being so bold. But as Michelangelo said when he looked at a piece of marble saying, I just release what's inside the stone. I feel the same about food. I look at it. And I just try and release in what's inside of it and just kind of look at it and see what it wants to be and what other people want it to be. What are people wanting? What are people craving? What can I make out of this that's going to make people happy? How do people find you? EatItHouse.com. We are also located at 110 South Jackson Street, right in lovely downtown media just off of state. Now, do people need reservations when they come to house? We do not accept reservations for lunch or brunch. It's first come, first serve, but we do take reservations for dinner. What's your phone number that people can call to find out about specials that you may have or if they want to make those reservations? 610-566-2505. We get tons of calls every day about what our soup du jour is. So uh, That would be the soup of the day, wouldn't it? That would be the soup of the day. Yes. (laughs) What about the socials? How can people find you on the socials? We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And we're now on TikTok. That's great. We can't wait to see your new TikTok videos. Michael, this has been great. Thanks for taking the time to sit down to What's Happening Delco, the podcast, giving us an opportunity and everybody else to get to know you better. Come on down to House Restaurant. You never know what that new favorite item is going to be by Michelangelo, Michael Hackett. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.